Greetings, top teners, amigops, people everywhere. I don't know. Hopefully there's more people listening than just our amigops and top teners everywhere. So this week, as every week, I'm joined by our lovely co-host, Kyle. I actually know the topic this week because Kyle and I will be doing one of our handy-dandy mistakes pods. We will be discussing all of the things that... uh, that you told us we did wrong. Basically, all the ways we failed you. It's a little bit like the airing of the grievances um, during Festivus, and that's what we're going to be doing this week. So, Kyle, why don't you kick us off? All right, Mike. (laughs) Turns out we're not very good at this. There are a lot of mistakes here to get through. Okay. Per usual, a lot of these recommendations and corrections come from (laughs) our number one critic, our good friend Quindrum, but... This time around, the last 15 episodes or so, he's been matched and perhaps surpassed by his lovely wife, who has not hesitated in any way to completely call us out on all of our bullshit. So there are a lot of recommendations from here, from her as well this time. I just want to note, for any listeners, and I'm assuming there's very few of you who don't know Emma, Yeah. The reason she has gotten away with this while remaining in both of our, like, not just our good books, but at the very, like, the hallowed inner sanctum of both of our, like, wonderful lists of people is because the reason she feels no shame in criticizing us is because there is no bullshit to what she's saying. She's giving purely of what she feels in her soul. Yeah, and on top of that, she I, I believe her when she says that she critiques our, our list with such passion be, just because she enjoys them so much and likes to feel involved in them, which I like truly, genuinely appreciate. So, yeah. so thank you, Emma, and we're going to get to a lot of your grievances here, don't worry. So I, what I did last time was I ranked the episodes in order in terms of the ones we least screwed up to the ones we most screwed up, so mm-hmm. I'm going to do that again this time. Yeah, I dig that. Number 10 was our core competencies episode with Jerry. Mm -hmm. This one, we didn't really screw anything up, I don't think. I don't think anyone had any serious issues with the list we put together. We just had some additions that we might have added. Mm -hmm. One is from my dad, who is our new, like, (laughs) he's one of our new top three or four fans. Yep. It took us 50 episodes to get him on board, but he's into it now. He listened to this one and liked it a lot. (laughs) I don't know if you remember, but we talked at length about how his signature sandwich is the bologna sandwich. Mm-hmm. He confessed to me that he didn't remember doing that at all for me when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great because it's worth noting. I think this was an off-air discussion you and I had, but you were really r- remarking very warmly about what a great memory this was for you. I think it doesn't take anything away from it, though, because it's one of those things that, like, you as a child... Oh, no! Like, this adds to it, in my mind. Yeah, like, you inflate the... Which Yeah, your dad, this is just... He's just doing something nice for his son, and it just is a part of his routine of doing nice things for his son. But for you, it it's so much bigger than that. Right. So, if you're yeah. listening, thanks, Dad. And then he also added to that, on top of his list of core competencies is being able to identify, not only being able to identify good opportunities, but having the wherewithal to act upon them. Mm, I like that. Which is is a little vague, but I think intentionally so, and I, I think it's a really important one, is, is kind of having the 
the guts or the the know-how to kind of act upon opportunities once you've identified them. I so. think this is gumption. This is like this yeah. is kind of gumption. I like that. Yeah. So I like that one a lot. Quinn pointed out that he really likes we put it at number 1 or maybe it was number 2 like putting your significant other before thyself or like really knowing how to please a significant other and Quinn just said we should expand that to just generally putting yourself second and like getting to yeah. a place in your life where you realize you're not the center of it all and the second one he tacked onto that was being able to delay gratification which yeah. very important skill to have um yeah knowing you and I love the marshmallow test <laughs> yes so that was number 10 number nine the dr seuss uh mischievous characters pod Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got wait a second i want to set this up because i have a feeling you're going to mention one note we got this was totally spontaneous and unrelated between these two halves of this hole we got the same note from both quinn and emma and it was very obvious that they had not consulted each other on this yeah it's it's really wild stuff so like emma- a real testament to their bond <laughs> Emma, or I can't remember which of them texted me first, but they said... Emma texted first, I, I think believe. it was Emma texted us. She said, Kyle, I liked that you talked about the Sneetches and that you remarked that the Sneetches had stars upon their bellies, but it really bothered me that I didn't quote the book and say they had stars upon theirs, which is what it says in the book and is delightful, <laughs> as she said. She also chastised, not chastised, but lamented that I hadn't read 23 Daves in preparation for this podcast, which I read subsequently and considered reading on this very podcast, but it was probably a little too long to squeeze in. In short, it's about a woman who names her 23 children Dave. She names them all Dave. And then she basically thinks about all the different things that she should have called them instead. And it is laugh out loud funny. But the most remarkable part of this is that probably... A couple of hours later, right? Like yeah, that's maybe, this is like maybe 8 a.m. and 10 a.m., let's say. So, like, clearly they like, each listen to it, like, separately, like, on their way into work or, like, in their morning or something. We got the same exact two texts from Quinn. Like, even delayed in the same order. He was like, you really should have said stars upon Lars, and also you probably should have read 23 Daves. It was, I, I, I truly believe they had coordinated and thought they were being funny, but they really just, are that in sync, which I love. They're beautiful. Number eight was the Disney Sidekicks pod, which mm-hmm. Emma did a ridiculously great job compiling there. The only thing that I realized we forgot was Jiminy Cricket. I realized that pretty quickly after we talked through that one. So who's the main kick if he's the sidekick? Pinocchio would be the, the main guy there. Oh, I always forget where Jiminy Cricket actually comes from. Yeah, and uh, you could argue that he's not really a sidekick. He's a conscience. He's more of a mentor-type figure, kind of like a Mm. Bagheera-Mowgli relationship. But the fact that he's small and is a cricket and kind of hangs out like in Pinocchio's clothes makes him feel like a sidekick to me. Yeah, I get that. Okay. And then I realized I fucked up because as soon as we were done talking about Be Our Guest, we moved on. Or you asked me if I wanted to move on to the next subject or something and it was just a really great opportunity for me to say be my guest right after we had talked about the song ah. be our guest so that well, was, i'm glad that this is a mistake that comes from your mind that you just felt a missed opportunity i, I was listening to it as i was editing it and i was like god what you idiot you're not quick enough you're not fast yeah. enough for this business so i thought i'd mention that <laughs> 
I prepared a list of things that we managed to exclude from our not top three. I think I'll I think I will play the music in advance of of this segment. So here okay. we go. So thanks, music. Thank you, music. So the the ones that we missed in our autumn activities podcast, we missed allergies as something that is a not top three for that season. We did? I thought we talked allergies. We or not. was that something we talked about after with yeah, Quinn? With Quinn. <laughs> we did not no, discuss be- allergies on the pod. We should have, because as yeah. we we've rightly discussed with Quinn, autumn is often the worst allergy season. It spring gets the reputation, but autumn is actually worse in a lot of cases. Precisely. Another one? So in the cookout foods one <laughs> we uh this is a, a funny story. When Allegis and I were looking for places to cater our wedding, we went to a place to sample some some fares, and we took Allegis's sister Tal with us, and we ate what was unquestionably delicious, but it was like this, we called them chicken shapes, because we didn't know how else to describe them. Basically, they looked like little tiny, like not tiny, like they filled a decent portion of your plate. They were like cones. And, like, he had described how he had, like, turned the chicken, like, inside out in order to mm. to get him to be in this shape. And they were grilled or something, which is why they would have fit in here. And how it, we, we, like, kind of enjoyed eating them. But then as soon as we left, we were all like, that was weird, right? So we, I, I wanted to mention the chicken shapes on here. Talia, I don't so, think I like the sound of that. They were pretty gross. We didn't end up going with them for the wedding, obviously. One of our biggest fans who shall remain nameless, you know, you know who you're, we're talking about here, pointed out that American Wedding, one of the uh, later entries in the American Pie series, is just a terrible, terrible film and should have made the not top three of our weddings uh, pod. It's a good point. I remember I saw. American Wedding a few times as a young lad because there were boobs in it. Yeah, well, that's why I love American Pie so much as a kid. Yeah, there are definitely boobs in that movie. Tons of boobs. And then the last one, I don't know if you remember, on our last Correction Pod, we had our very first fan who's not one of our personal friends, Cameron, tell us about a couple of cookies that he wished we had gotten on here. He emailed Mm -hmm. us again, and you're going to love to hear this, Mike. He was... In the same boat as you, he thought that Tangled was a bit overrated. Well, that is very gratifying to hear. I don't... I have, I think, come around a little bit and maybe admitted to being, as you would say, a dingus. Mm-hmm. But I do still think well, that some of the issues with that film remain. Well, to be fair, Cameron didn't say that movie sucked like you did when you first saw it. He said, it was a fine film. Don't think it's quite up to the Disney standard that we've become accustomed to. And I think that's basically where I've come to rest on that topic. So you and Cameron are in, in the same way of thinking there. Mm-hmm. So let's move on to number seven. Number seven is our herbs and spices pod, which for the most part we are able to traverse without much incident. Yeah. We did have one real definitional issue, I think, is probably where most of these cropped up. Yeah, so we found out from Emma that chili powder is technically an amalgam of several spices that I have listed right here. McCormick lists the ingredients for its chili powder as chili peppers, cumin, oregano, garlic, and salt. So if I remember correctly, wow, we had cumin, oregano, and garlic 
all on our list. And the only reason we excluded salt was because it was a little too on the nose. Mm-hmm. So I think technically you could make the case that this doesn't belong as an amalgam of those spices. But since I don't think that's common knowledge and chili powder kind of, I don't know, it's sold in its own little thing. It sort of serves a purpose that I think is distinct from all of those underlying powders. Agreed. So, but I get it, but it's worth, it's certainly worth noting here. Yeah. Number six was our parks and rec pod. In general, you did an incredible job <laughs> on this one. The only two that we missed are, were the janitor that only listens to, I feel like a woman. Mm, he's great. He is great. And this one, which doesn't surprise me that we missed that one. It's pretty obscure. That was from Quinn. The other one we missed was Jen Barkley, which does surprise me that we missed. She's a pretty, she's not a major character. She would have fit this role, but she's a pretty prominently recurring minor character. So we probably missed discussing her. I did not miss her because I don't like her. Ah. Which, so I am a huge fan of Catherine Hahn. Yes. And I mean, she is, she brings her A game like few other have others have ever brought their a game in stepbrothers she's so laugh out loud hilarious in that i just didn't find her funny in parks and rec i actually kind of actively disliked the character which is very rare for that show there's very few characters even ones that i'm supposed to dislike within the terms of the show Mm. that i didn't like her i was fine with in the terms of the show but like just on a sort of just a viewer level i didn't like her fair enough i think she's a fun character the yes, but th- definitely warranted discussion. Yeah, probably. We should have talked about it. The other thing is we had a fun little conspiracy theory on that podcast that maybe Kyle was actually just Andy's imaginary friend. Quinn shot that down pretty quickly. He pointed with, out with great evidence. So he, I wrote down what he, what he sent to us. So there's an episode where April asks Donna to cover for her while they're working at the pet shelter. And then Donna just like leaves. And April gets mad and anonymously yelps Donna, gives her a mm-hmm. bad review. Donna searches the IP address from which the Yelp was sent, realizes that it was April immediately, but to toy with her, says that <laughs> it was from Kyle's computer and then fires Kyle <laughs> all in an effort to get April to admit that she actually did it, which she does. But this does, in fact, prove that Kyle exists. True. Is this the episode where Donna says she's about to go all Mjolnir on somebody's ass? It feels like that would happen in the same episode. I think she says, I'm about to go all Mjolnir on your ass, <laughs> I believe, is when she sees this. I, that seems like it would fit. Yeah, but I'm sure Quinn will correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct the correction. <laughs> correct the correction. Uh, all right, that was number six. Number five was the Dwight K. Schrute episode. Mm-hmm. Ian did a wonderful job researching and compiling this list. We just happened to have a couple of Dwight maniacs in my office that wanted to contribute. Our good friend Gina, who you'll be hearing from soon on this very podcast, pointed out a couple of fun Dwight moments that we didn't talk about. When he buys up all of the like unicorn princess dolls and sells mm. them at the office around Christmas time. Follow la 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 ka-ching. Precisely. <laughs> when he sells Toby the... uh or he Toby buys the last one up Daryl and it's a black one. Oh, it's incredible. And he's Daryl says like, is there something wrong with it? He's like, 
No, it's better. No, it's better than what I imagined. <laughs> great Dwight moment. It's we great. did talk about Dwight at as Der Belschnickel, but mm-hmm. we did not talk about another piece of his his heritage when he <laughs> rhymes to everyone in the office. If onlys and jests were candies and nuts, then every day Dude. would be urged donk best. <laughs> yeah, I do love that one. That's a great one. That was from Gina. I also love when you know your rules. You yeah. better know your rules. Because if you don't, you'll be eaten in your sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a couple more from another uh, work co-worker of mine, Allie. She pointed out the <laughs> Dwight's old babysitter when he... Doesn't he take her on a date? Like his old... Oh, his old God, lady. yeah. That's a good one. That was awful. The one where Dwight realizes that Daryl is faking an injury... <laughs> and blackmails him, I think. Yep, that's a great one. And the one where Dwight cures Phyllis's back or uh, back ailments by giving her horse treatments. Basically. Whoa, <laughs> girl! He cuts open her shirt. That's a great episode. It's also a great Bob Vance episode. Oh, shouts to Bob Vance from Vance, from Vance refrigeration. refrigeration. What kind of what kind of work are you in, Bob? <laughs> okay. A surprisingly litigious one at number four. Number four was our cookout foods pod with Quinn. Mm-hmm. So the the biggest thing that I have to bring up right away, you guys were just plain wrong about the potato chips. I was surprised to hear this feedback. We got strong responses from my sister Erin, Emma, wife Allegis, Allegis' sister Tal, and... It's kind of funny because he wasn't born at the time when she sent this text, but Emma did suspect that her unborn child would probably be on her side on this. So we also have young Theo on potato chip team. Which means from if they're doing some sort of voting system, that's the entirety of that family. Because that overwhelms Quinn's vote, I would presume. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's a simple majority. Like we've gotten all of their electoral votes. Two versus one. Mm -hmm. So you guys were wrong about that. So I'll point that out. This is kind of a funny one. We called, uh, this is the first time my cousin Jeff has felt compelled to correct us on something. So, are you familiar with Don Kelly, the super utility player for the Detroit Tigers? Oh, this is incredible. I love everything about what's happening right now. Like, that this was a point that needed to be corrected, and it was corrected by Jeff. So, Don Kelly played for the Tigers for maybe like four years. He played all nine positions. Super utility, not a very good player, but could play all positions. It was a pretty val- like a useful player and had a, our manager at the time had a, a huge crush on him, cried when he talked about him in the 2012 uh, ALCS, all this crazy stuff. Beloved Tiger. But in that pod, we mentioned that Watermelon was the utility player of the cookout and we compared it to Ben Zobrist. He said that Watermelon was the Ben Zobrist of the cookout, and Jeff felt compelled to text me and say that, really, we should have said they were, that Watermelon was the Don Kelly of the cookout. <laughs> That's I, great. I love that comment so much, and I had to include it. On a general level, it's great, but on a specific Jeff level, that's even better. Yes. Tatum got mad at us because when we talked about beers as cookout food, we <laughs> neglected to mention Spotted Cow, which, it must be said, is a pretty... It's pretty much the perfect summer beer or winter beer or we autumn. We didn't beer. mention Spotted Cow? We didn't mention Spotted Cow. We spent too much time talking about Summer Shandy. I really thought we did because I remember thinking how great that beer is. It is great. We didn't talk about it. She called us out on it. foolishness. She was yeah, right. she's right. 
And then Dylan did not want good friend of the pod, Dill. We all know and love him. The wondrous Dill. He did not want seafood to get left out of the cookout. He pointed out that grilled shrimp is popular, especially among our Aussie friends. Mm-hmm. And the Bobby. And I've never seen this done, but he claims that swordfish on the grill is a real delight. Oh yeah, swordfish on the grill is where it's at. A swordfish prepared in other fashions is incredible. I've just never like grilled it at a cookout. Yeah, make sure you use tin foil. That's ooh, good one. Some honorable mentions also from the wedding pod that Uber fan that I again won't name because he knows who he is pointed out we missed steel magnolias for weddings. I've never seen steel magnolias, but wanted mm-hmm. that to be in there. And the old show General Hospital, apparently when Luke and Laura got married in that show, it was... That was huge. Synonymous. People stayed home from work. Yeah. And that like feels like like the original office wedding, kind of. Yeah. That's so that was, that's legit. My dad pointed out on the likable... This is He's catching up now, so this is some older pods. My dad pointed out we should have included George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life on our likable characters pod. Yep. Good pick. For our Chips podcast... Surprisingly little pushback on that one, but Quinn mentioned that we needed to have included some variation of a cracked pepper flavor chip, which yeah. is probably true. Reasonable. And then Elise just got, we listened to this podcast together in the car and she got mad at me. The stupid idioms one. Mm-hmm. The last one that we put on there, number 10, was saying getting by on the skin of one's teeth. And she chastised me for not saying that the phrase by the skin of one's teeth, did not get into this list by the skin of its own teeth. Oh, boy. <laughs> Pretty tough miss there from me. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah, and Allegis. No, that's just, I know it was Allegis I'm saying. I know, I know. Fuck you, The Bill. spirit of Dylan. It was a good joke. So Thank you. Now, th- this one was, th- I think, easily the most contentious episode we've done so far. It's only at number three because... We weren't just like egregiously wrong. It was just a good debate. So our yeah. misused phrases podcast. Mm-hmm. Emma had serious problems with us, including me versus I, each and every, and air versus air. And we had a very lengthy discussion about this, getting really into the weeds about it. We don't have to get into detail about it, but there was some serious uh, questioning of what we were including and what we weren't on that one. Yep. Air versus air has lived a life all its own, and the, to that debate point, rage, the debate rages on. To that point, we had people text us roughly, so I had, including us, we had five people agree with me, that people generally know it's ERR, and we had five people generally agree with you, that it's AIR. And I think I have since collected more information but even so, it push it at best I've pushed myself to like a plus two or three. It's I think it's fair to say that you're probably right on this, but there there is a solid contingency of people that are on my side. But it is important to note we had one person vote in and confess that they thought the phrase was H E I R air on the yes. side of caution. I just wanna put like my basic theory on what's happening here is I think two things. One, the group of people voting on the, my, now most people know side, I think are generally exceptionally positive people, and that's why we like them. Yeah. And two, I think that our, many of them are spending too much time around the literati, and therefore are insulated from 
what the average person does or does not know. Based on the people I have on this list, you're probably right. And the last one from this podcast, Emma pointed out one of her biggest pet peeves is when people say something is astronomical and use it completely incorrectly, meaning very small, when it should mean... I think the, the actual her actual quote was, people that think astronomical means very small are astronomically wrong, which I enjoyed. I enjoy that, and I especially enjoy that her phrase is wrong, not dumb, because that gets right to the core of who and what Emma is. Correct. Now, now we're getting into the top two, which are ones that are, like, these rest of the ones are just stuff we kind of missed. This These last two are generally embarrassing, on my part, to be clear. So Wow. Number it's t- usually my part. <laughs> number two is our recent Crimes of Grindelwald pod. So one thing that mm. I'm I'm not super embarrassed about, but it was kind of a tough look, was we, like, made a big deal about the fact that, like, they screwed up the obliviating magic. Turns out I was just way wrong remembering that. And you were right. You even said this in the podcast. Are you sure, Kyle? The the magic that they use to wipe everyone's memories at the end of the first movie is like a diluted version of the venom that comes from the swooping evil, and it's transmitted by Frank the Thunderbird. Completely separate magic from the Obliviation charm. Totally valid, and I actually quite like that bit of magic. I really like that. So that's on me. I was just wrong, and they weren't really diluting the Obliviation magic at all. But I, I have to take my part. It's not like I was forcefully saying I understand what was happening. I, I was very much along for the ride. So you, I you, guess. you can't carry that all on your shoulders. What's much, much, much worse than this is that we were being such douchebags on this episode because we were like, you know, you really have to pay attention to the details because we're paying attention to the details, you know? And, like, while that's true, I also mistook confunding for obliviating about a thousand times in that podcast. Like I was using the terms interchangeably and the two are very different. And I feel like we at least tangentially touched on the fact that the movies tend to confuse different magics that do things similar. I like we talked about the imperious curse versus confunding versus um, obliviating. Yes. But I kept saying confunding. I meant obliviating. Yeah, but tough, but that I I consider for- I can cons- I consider that an outgrowth of the problems with the movie. Like you're being infected by the movie. I don't, but I just don't believe I should have been. And it's especially yeah. a tough look because I had just spent like ten minutes on my soapbox complaining about details not being adhered to. Reasonable. And the most egregious mistake I've made on this podcast, maybe ever, in the Autumn Activities podcast. I falsely asserted that Australian winter occurs in, uh, that Australian summer occurs in, I'm going to fuck it up again. I got it, (laughs) I got it wrong. Australian winter occurs exactly when ours does. It's just warm. So like there. So is that what it is? Sorry. What are you asking? So. I'm basically re-asking what I asked in the original pod. So that is the case that Australian winter is concurrent with American Northern Hemisphere winter, but winter for them is warm. That is that is the case? Yes. Okay. Winter occurs so the, for them from yes. December to February. Yep. But it's warm. Yes. Okay. So, 
And I should have known that. I lived there for five months. Super embarrassing. But it was, it's a question of terminology more so than anything. So I. No, it's me being stupid because I'm already, I'm doubting myself again even now. <laughs> Shit. I hope we just screwed it up again. What if I said it wrong twice? I would have that to, would be great, I would actually. Have to stop doing this. Okay. So. And then the other, a couple things we missed on that one otherwise were bonfires. I thought it should have been on that list. Emma agreed with me. And we talked a lot about like apple picking, but we failed to mention like pumpkin picking tangentially related to that. Yeah. Okay. And that's pretty much it for the last, I don't know, whatever it was, 15 or so episodes. So stay tuned for another one of these and another 15 episodes or so. We will certainly provide you the material. Oh, no doubt. But remember, please, like, we always check the email. We always check Twitter. If you message us something, I mean, and let me know if I've missed something that you said to us. But I try to do a really good job of writing these things down because I want you, peop- I, you know, I want you to feel like if you say something, it gets mentioned on here. So I'd like to think I do a good job of that. Please email, tweet us, whatever it is. We want to get your thoughts on a podcast like this. And again, yeah. thanks to all the people that chimed in. That's it for this week. Amen. All right. See you, buddy. Adios. Festivus for the rest of us is what I would say if you needed to sync some of this audio. But since you don't need to sync the audio, I won't say Festivus for the rest of us. I I do need to sync the audio. That's the thing about it. Ah, yes, yes. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people. <laughs> Cougar, my son tells me you're a terrible boss.